Welcome to The World is Waiting with your hosts, Courtney Burton and Jamie Shepard. Courtney and Jamie are entrepreneurs, world travelers, fitness coaches, friends, and most importantly, Amazing Race super fans. Unedited, unscripted, and 100% real life. The world is waiting. The world is waiting. Let's get to the episode. We're officially live on our very first podcast episode. Are you ready for this, Court? I'm excited. I can't wait. So welcome, everyone. This is the yet-to-be-named Amazing Race Superfan Podcast. I'm Jamie Shepard. I'm Courtney Barton. Uh, I live in Bend, Oregon, soon to be relocating to Burlington, Vermont. Court, where do you live? I live in Gunnison, Colorado, and both Jamie and I are amazing race super fans. I have literally watched every season, every episode. Um, I've applied now three times, I think, to be on the amazing race, and they have yet to cast me. Um, and Jamie and I were like, dude, we should do a podcast and we should do a show and talk about the amazing race and all the episodes and how much we love it. Yes, I've been watching this since the very beginning. As it was like my dream television show. When reality first, reality TV was like a new thing. Amazing Race was was a pioneer of reality TV, and I was like, "This is a thing." And I think I like, like I don't know, I don't know, like guilted a boyfriend way back when to apply with me. He had no interest, but I was like, just nagged. And so we applied. Probably that was probably like fifteen plus. 16 plus years ago and then um have then Courtney and I both found that like our spouses um my ex-spouse her current spouse were like when they were wooing us were like oh yeah sure babe I'll go on the amazing race with you and like won us with the promise of going on the amazing race and then once they had us we're like yeah not really maybe relationship self-preservation inclinations but just decided that that wasn't their thing so yeah, Brandon and I always say, like, whenever we watch the show, I don't, I don't think it'd be a good idea for us, honestly, to <laughs> be on the show together as a spouse. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I, I wonder often, like, because I can get pretty stressed, like, and also I can get stay really grounded and absorb people's stress, but you never know. Like some of those things are just like the frustration of some of it. I just wonder if I would just lose my mind. But, um, so anyway, Courtney and I are both, we're, um, health and wellness coaches. We work with a network marketing company. We're two of the top coaches and we've been building our businesses for many years. And this company brought us together and we were traveling, talking about how much we travel. We actually both have on the side wellness adventure, wellness retreat, fitness retreat style, um, companies that we do as passion projects and side incomes. And so that naturally kind of gravitated us towards one another because we have so many, so many things in common, but found this shared obsession with the amazing race and said, well, let's just do this together. We've even like hosted trainings for our businesses that we've themed around the amazing race. Like when we say super fans, we are super fans. So, um, we decided to just launch this. Um, our goal is to find other fans, super fans, or maybe the amazing race is new to you and we can help you fall in love or even just explain the beauty of this, um, this show 
uh, but also our not so secret. Do you want to tell them our not so secret secret goal of oh, the podcast? Yeah, no. We've recently applied for the Amazing Race. Um, we made our video, made our application video, put everything in, and we're like, dude, how? What can we do to get the attention of the producers from the Amazing Race so they can see how fabulous we are and how they need us on their show? So who knows? Who knows? Maybe. This podcast will, uh, this show will grab their attention, or maybe it'll just be fun for us to share our love for the amazing race with people and other reality television shows. Jamie and I are like, you know, once the season of the amazing race is over, we're just going to go on to our next favorite show. So we are super excited to kick it off with season 33 of the amazing race. So I think this is so cool because and you'll learn this in the first episode. So we're going to talk about the first two episodes for this show. And, and Phil, Phil, the host, Phil Kogan, Kagan, Kogan, how do you say that? Um, I always Kogan. say Kagan. Kagan. Um, sorry, Phil, if you're watching this, uh, I'll figure out how to say your name right. Uh, but anyway, it's the, it was started, the filming started two years ago. So they were filming January, February, uh, or January, uh, no, February of 2019. No, 2020. 2020. What year are we even in? Like we're in 2022. We're in 2020. So it was filming 2022, 2020, two years ago. And the race starts, you know, in their hometowns. And then they fly to um, London, which is where the first two episodes take place is in London. And then what we learn right away. Is, for you. Yeah. So what did you feel about the start? Because typically they all meet like in a, in a spot in the United States. Yeah. And typically with the show, they'll, they'll meet like in New York city or, you know, Venice beach or new Orleans, there's been all cities in the U S and Phil does the, the world is waiting. Yeah. Go, you know, and they all run to their backpacks and a big part of that initial start is getting to the airport and getting on that first flight. And that gives people a lot of advantage. So I thought it was really interesting that they had everybody fly to London and then they did that. There was no, there was no flight anywhere at first. Yeah. I thought that was weird. And I felt like they went more into some of their personal stories than they often do like footage in their homes and stuff. And I just, um, like you don't, you don't like the fo the theme of the show is so race focused and you learn a little bits about their story. And of course you get a little sense of like what they're, you know, what they're about, but I felt like it kind of dug into that a little bit more. So it felt a little anticlimactic. Um, and I'm a little curious why I wonder if that was a post-production decision because at, we know that after episode three, they suspended, um, production for two years, like all these teams had to go home because of COVID thinking they were just going to temporarily suspend it. Like we all did thinking we we're going to just two weeks and COVID would be done, but two years later, they're back. And so I'm wondering if there's probably a lot of, a lot of things that had to pivot. I was reading a blog article about what had to change in order to bring them back. And we'll talk about that maybe next time. Cause it was fascinating. Spoiler alert. They get their own plane moving forward. So the whole airport thing even shifts. So we'll, we'll dig into that. Like, yeah. So the race is totally, totally different, which is why it's kind of cool. We're starting this podcast now because I think it'll shift how all future seasons happen. And I think it's, this is what I was wondering too, because some of the teams at the start, I have names pulled up, um, had some issues like with, with 
they're how like you know they're like man i'm not fast enough to keep up with those other teams um i'm trying to let me, let me. like well akbar and sherry they were college they they struggled hard like she she couldn't even really get through the city of london to like from the airport to trafalgar square like that i mean london is a walking city you can take like taxis and stuff but it's pretty spread i mean it's a the whole greater area of london it takes a while like these blocks are long like actual london is one square foot or one one square mile but everything that you see in typical touristy london a lot of these places they went to in this episode like on foot you hoof it and they were struggling they were struggling like, yeah um so okay we'll just start with that like who who do you think is gonna be maybe the underdog the most likely to go first based off of so if for those of you all, while Courtney tees up the, her answer here, just know that most seasons start with 11 or 12 teams. Um, and they're teams of two. Past seasons, are they've matched perfect strangers together. They have done really cool things. Um, most of the time, though, in, in typical fashion, you, you apply with a partner. And your partner has some sort of history. And then they kind of pull from all sorts of different genres. I feel like this season had a lot of cool, really cool people. Like, we've got... Like a pair of vets that are front of veterans that they like made a movie about them because they stopped a terrorist attack on a train. We've got people that are internet sensations, um, like because they have posted a viral Which video. I love them. Yes. Well, my favorite, we'll talk about my favorite one because I was like, oh, I relate to them. Um, we've got people that are flighted, like, and then there's, you know, so people that are relatively famous in their world or have done these amazing, amazing things. And then there's other, other teams that are, just your average neighbor, right? And so, um, and and they generally kind of try to cover all the niches, you know, they try to like check the boxes. So everyone's there's full representation of all kind of walks of life. Um, so with that, there's naturally gonna be people who are just more competent, more well-traveled, more athletic, more fit versus yes. others that are like, they're just, the the you know the couple next door working five jobs like maybe not you know super fit and have not left their hometown ever that so. being said there have been in the history of the amazing race some of those teams that you saw and you're like okay they're the underdogs there's no way they're gonna make it make it to like the end i don't know if you remember season i think it was season nine or ten and it was like the miners from west virginia that one couple and they were like, you saw them in the very end. You're like, there's no way these guys are making it. And they just became friends with everybody. And everybody wanted to see them succeed. And they were truly the underdogs in the way of, like, at the beginning, I was like, come on. And at the end, I was like, rooting for them to win. And that's the fun part about this show is that you see some teams that you're like, oh, they're totally going to crush it. And they don't. They get elim like Olympians. And they get eliminated in round two or something. And so... It's yeah. really, really cool. And I love that all the challenges are just so diverse to play people's strengths and weaknesses. So that being said, my team that I think is going to struggle the most is Caro and Ray. They're the couple that met on Love Island. Oh, uh, they're like, yes. Yes. Yep, they are a new couple. Yeah. So they met on a reality show, like in paradise. And have been dating seven months, according yes. to well. So I wonder if they're even going to be. I was curious if they're the ones, one of the ones that came back, like if they survived the pandemic. Because episode two, 
they're like imploding because they met on a reality show and then went long distance. So they've only had the honeymoon phase phase. Um, so I do think that they, I definitely can tell they are going to struggle, but they're also very fit. They were, they came in the top four, I think both legs. Um, yeah. I just think they're going to have a lot of head buddying, which as we've seen and Pat, like if you can't work together as a team, like under the emotional duress, you're tired, you're not sleeping, you're not, you're underfed, you're stressed, you're in a race, you're in an un, like unfamiliar environment, like any stressor you can think of, you are like, you're under like a microscope with these, with these ca cameras. So if you're not in sync with your partner and you can't just like really, I mean, they're going to gonna butt heads, there are going to be times when someone's doing better versus worse or, you know, whatever. But if, if you can't work through that, you're just, you're doomed, no matter how many of the, in the setup for success column that you might have. So I do think they are going to struggle. I think Akbar and Sherry, just based off of their athleticness or lack of, um, and they've never really left New Jersey, right? Like they're, they have this, but they're so, I like their heart, their story made me cry. Like their story touched my heart the most because like they are in this inner city in New Jersey, in this one of the highest like highest gun violence deaths of teens in like their in their district and so they created an after school program where they feed family 300 families or 300 mouths a night they keep their gym open they do arts and crafts with them like they give these kids what have no community a community center within their school and i think that that's I just want them to be successful, but I, I think know. so. I'm hoping that they're like the team that goes like, like, okay, we see what this is now. Mm -hmm. We have this break. Let's go home. Let's work on our physical fitness. Let's work on the skills. Cause for example, um, like in the flag challenge with the, like they did really well in that challenge mm -hmm. with the cakes. And that was one that other teams that maybe were more, uh, physically, you know, fit, they, they didn't know the flags, so they didn't do well. And and those Akbar and Sherry, they were like on it. Yeah. And nailed it fast. Um, I think that yeah, those were my two. I also um who do you think is gonna win? Like, who do you think is gonna win the race? I think that it's gonna be between the flight attendants, because yeah. I mean our team. Well, and that's rare, but girl power, but the flight attendants, because they're savvy, they're fit they're well-traveled. Yeah. And, and I do think like being friendly, being personable, like, I mean, last season was an anomaly in the fact that there was a lot of weird alliances. Like we won't go into season 32, but it was like, I didn't like it. Like it shifted the whole like energy of the game. Uh, I didn't, but anyway, normally it's like you make friends and you help each other out, but you're also set up. There's also opportunities where you're positioned to like, you have to make a choice. Are you going to be friends? You're going to be winners. Like winners. Yeah. And so you can play fair. I mean, I've also seen people play real dirty. You can play cutthroat, you can play to win and also play clean, but there's opportunities within the race to kind of play a little dirty. And sometimes it's strategy. Sometimes it's unnecessary just, but that's where being friendly and having being a good team player in a sense collectively is important. And I think that they strike me as a team that would be able to balance that really well. I think that the veterans are going to win personally. Um, that's Anthony and Spencer. Really? I do. I They're mean, I grew up in, I'm, a, I'm a military brat, right? Like, so I grew up in military, like military people, men and women, like they are there. They know how to push themselves. They know how to thrive under stress and duress. They've 
got this, they're heroes. Like they literally like what looked a terrorist strapped with a bomb in the eye and tackled him on a train. Like, I think that they have that staying power and they military, you travel a lot They're They're just adaptable. I think that they're my like vote. Those two teams are my votes. What about you? Okay. Um, I am team Kim and Penn personally, just like what you said with the, with the flight attendants, they're, they're like, it's so funny. They're like, we're the middle-aged parents that are, should not be on this show right now, but they are. And I feel like they're going to, that they get along really well. They have great communication from what, from a little bit we've seen so far, it seems like they have great communication and also they're just, they're personable. So I feel like the other teams are going to fall in love with them and want to help them along the way and also not see them as serious competition because they are middle-aged. So I think they're going to like sneak in to that final three and just crush it. And then also, I know we talked about this before, I think Ryan and Dusty and you know, he, they're the- um, Let's talk about Ryan and Dusty because we were talking about that before I hit record. Yes. So they're friends from forever ago. And I don't remember which one it was. I think it's Ryan was in prison for 10 years. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't write down anything about them, but, um, cause they, but one of them, they were, he was in college was arrested for murdering someone he had never seen him at or anything and was falsely. Okay. We're going to do some research and be able to share the scoop as they kind of built like, well, in a future podcast, we'll share their backstory a little bit if they stick around. But basically he was in prison for 10 years and he was falsely in prison. He was exonerated and had 10 years of his life stolen. I think that they'll, they're definitely a top three contender. And yeah. you said that he was, he's cute, <laughs> which they're, they're both really married, but, yes. but I felt like he kind of gave me like the heat, like the chill, like kind of gave me a little bit of like heebie jeebies. So like, I think that's why I was like, ah, I hope they don't stick around, but sorry if I ever meet you in real life, caveat, like, I'm sure you're a great person. I thought like, I really like them. And I love that um, Dusty's best friend, you know, was there for him no matter what, and always by his side. And that this is his opportunity to kind of reclaim some of those lost years. And I couldn't even imagine, you know, being imprisoned my entire twenties, you know, and, and being falsely accused. And I'm sure, I mean, I can't oh, even chills now. It's just terrifying. I can't like, imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. And so I really think that they're athletic. They have a good attitude, like to, to have all that stuff happen to you and still be a positive person. Um, I think that they have a shot at the top three for sure. If not taking the whole thing and being like, this is, this is my chance at redemption for life. Yeah. Um, so, and then I really loved the father, son, the father, daughter, the Indian father, daughter. I, I can't, I think they were really sweet. There's a Connie and Sam were a couple from can't recall where they're from, but they, they like, like paycheck to paycheck living. They kind of was the one where he's like, a uh, she's in retail. He's a football coach. They like blindside. They have like the blindside story. They like adopted a, yeah. uh, like a homeless teen. And now he's like, um, at the like military Academy, like the, the most elite military school in the college in the world. Um, so there's some really cool people and we'll be excited how this plays out. It's always a surprise because you never know what's going to happen. So every episode you're going to have, different challenges and, and pit stops as they call our detours. And they're 
usually everyone has to do the first set. Everyone has to do it. And it's a mix of mental power, physical stamina, physical strength, um, navigating a weird city. Like sometimes it's just a matter of like taking a cart of like oranges through a maze of maze of, of alleyways in India. Like they're just random and they do a really good job representing the culture and bringing the countries into it. Yeah. And then the other part of each leg is generally where you have two choices. Do you want to break that down for us? Um, yeah. So they like, so first and foremost, you pick up the clue and you have to decide right then and there, like who's doing it without really knowing the task. It'll be like, I don't know, shake it or send it. And you're like, I'll send it, I guess, kind of thing. And it's always crazy because there's always, you don't know what it's going to be. So for example, I am not a fan of heights. I don't like heights. And there, yeah, and there, but there have been many times on The Amazing Race when the person is like, I'll do it. And they go and it's a heights challenge. And, they're and like, then they freeze, yeah. right? They might be the most physically capable person in the whole entire season and have won every single leg. Cause every single leg, if you come in first place, you went on an exotic trip somewhere, but then they get to this height challenge and then they're literally paralyzed for an hour because they're just this, it's a mental and physical challenge. And that's why it's yeah. so cool. Um, so this first two episodes, we'll just talk about it as if it was one. Yeah. They had to run around the city of London, Trafalgar Square, find find a clue. Yeah, they had to, yeah, and then they had to go also. Then then the choice in the first part was was like find three people that had random clues, like a DJ and a pop star and, and a Bobby, which I wouldn't know what a Bobby was. Yeah, and so they're going to go find a Bobby in this one square, and it's a policeman is what they call is what they call a policeman in know. England. And so they're like wandering around. Literally, this guy's like, "What's up? Where? What's a Bobby?" And like the policeman's like, and he's like, "Oh, you're Bobby." And he's like, "I didn't know your name was Bobby." He's like, "No, Bobby is a policeman." I'm Bobby. Um, and then there it was like an art challenge, but it was like a puzzle art challenge where they had a mural, you know, like decoupage, basically this mural on the wall. But they didn't realize that you had to like it was artwork in small chunks. They had to like rearrange that first. And here's the interesting part, which one would you, you, you would have done the art, right? I would have done the art, yeah. I yeah. would have done the run around the city because- And I, I have a terrible yeah. sense of direction. And so anytime I can avoid getting lost, but but there's also, if you're well-traveled, like I know how to not get lost. You ask directions a lot. You pay attention to street signs. You like get your bearings and have like some sort of a tall building, built building as your like reference point. Yeah. And so that's where like some of those teams, like the flight attendants and the vets are going to have a better leg up than the people who've never left their hometown because True. they know how to travel. Um, not that it's requirement to be successful, but I do think that that would be one of our strengths is that we've been we've traveled the world. Um, so yeah, I would have picked that. And then the second half was, well, there was that one section where they had to go underground in this little train and go through the mail, which was like, and actually the episode was titled, it can't be that easy. Because literally they just reached into these mail things and they're there. And so two of the teams actually spent an extra half an hour thinking they got in their head. They, they didn't leave. Ray and Penn, Ray and Penn literally had the clue in their hand. And it says the amazing race on it. Like it's and they just stayed there. They're like, it can't be this easy. And they just stay there looking through the mail over and over and over again. And the other teams were just like coming, grabbing it and going. Yeah. And they were like, no, they can't be that easy. So 
so you, you get in your head and you second guess yourself. Um, and then my favorite was, so then one of the other ones is you had to um, go into a cake shop and decorate a cake. Easy peasy, right? You're, all the frosting, the cakes were made, the berries were there. But no, the twist is, what was the twist? It was, they have to be flags. So the cakes were decorated as flags um, from countries in the EU, European Union. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. So A, you have to know what the flags are. And then B, you have to know what countries in the European Union. And so like the flight attendants picked France and England or Brit oh. like, or, you know, Britain, but Brexit. So they're like, crap, I didn't even think about the fact that Britain's not in the EU anymore. Um, but a lot of the example cakes you could copy were not European Union. So they had to go and that took a lot of time. And then the alternate um, activity that part was- Sharks and sharks. beer drinking. Yeah. yeah. I would have done that. I would have done either one of those. I would have loved. Um, but again, the, the, that takes precision. That takes a skill set that you may or may not have. And so those were the, those are, I felt like the challenges this first leg were kind of easy. Yeah, they weren't that hard, but I feel like typically as the show goes, the challenges get harder and harder yeah. as it gets narrowed down. And a little That's more true. intricate too, as it gets narrowed down, there's not so many people. Um, and they so, do usually start in like an English speaking country. Um, usually the first couple episodes, not always, but I feel like most of the first couple episodes you're in an English speaking country or a foreign or foreign language country that has a very large English speaking population, yes. because I think it just helps weed out right away. Some people that are going to really struggle. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I thought the challenges were fun. I thought it was a fun start. I got really excited. It made me really miss traveling. So I, I studied abroad in London. And so a lot of that, I mean, long, long time ago, but I was, I love London. It, just, it made me miss traveling. It made me miss that excitement of being in a new culture. Um, it made me excited for the rest of the season. I don't know if I have, I mean, I get excited for seasons of the amazing race regardless, just cause I love it. But I don't know if I've ever been this excited for a season of the amazing race. Like transport me out of my living room, please. And into your world, into the world, into our world. You like the show Outlander, they call it Droughtlander in between seasons because the seasons are so spread apart. I'm like, I've had a Droughtlander of the Amazing Race um, yes. and in my own life. But, um, you know, and I think it'll be interesting. So did I, already, I think I said this before I started recording. So I did do some research on like how they did this with the pandemic, because like we said, we're two years from when they originally filmed. And not all the teams could come back. So we'll get to figure out in a couple episodes who those teams weren't, that um, weren't able to come back. So the first leg, the, um, there's a, a team of cops um, from Buffalo that became famous because they recorded a song that went on the internet. They, they were the first team eliminated. The second leg, which it was, was still shocking the to me. I thought they were going to like, when I saw them at first, I was like, they're going to go police officers. Like I felt like yeah. they were going to go far. Yeah, um, the usually usually law enforcement officers, firemen, any helping profession, I feel like they usually do pretty well, especially yeah. guys. Um, so yeah, they 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 just they, they would have they they would have done fine, but they didn't read the instructions. It was they so chose the wrong they chose the wrong task for them. Yeah, if they were out running. They would have been fine. 
Yeah. Yep. They, they took the mural and they just pasted it without reading the instructions. They didn't make the picture out of the things, but once it was glued, it was all ripping and they had to start all like, anyway. So, and then the second leg in that first episode was, um, the team that got eliminated was these twins. Oh, these are my, they're my least favorite. The twin, the twin, um, radio radio DJs. So they're these twin girls from, uh, was it the Bronx? New York somewhere, but um, they were the last team, but it was a non-elimination leg. So just, we should say that some legs are a non-elimination leg. Now that just means you have a time penalty in the past. That meant you lost your entire belongings. Like you had nothing but your passport and a fanny pack, which was kind of insane, but they don't do that anymore. I wonder if it's probably kind of a safety issue, but now you have a time penalty generally if you are the, uh, in a non-elimination leg. But what we did learn is that there were a few teams eliminated that after they resumed filming two years later, that and some of the teams couldn't return because life changes in two years and people lost loved ones or jobs or relationships changed. They, um, brought, they brought these eliminated teams back. So everyone that we get to love in these first few episodes, we'll get to see um, if they're eliminated, we'll see them again starting yeah in episode four. So we'll, we'll meet again and talk about episode three and we're going to have some fun with this. So we'll like, maybe be able to play some of these challenges. We'll create our own way to like, do like, I was thinking we could even, um, like do the flag challenge and see how many flags we could have, we could have like identified, um, a lot of being successful when we finally do get cast is going to be dependent on us understanding the race. So it's like, practicing like now I'm like oh shoot I need to have my flag knowledge or they also takes a lot of memory the the final the final leg always has some sort of a memory challenge and lately it seems like they base the memory off of the events like you have to remember who came in first who came in second what city you were in what like like it's stuff that seems really hard I'm like I would not be able to remember that hard like songs like what song were they playing so yeah so like, it's about taking like really good notes and like, I've seen people full on meltdown because they lost their notebook that all their notes were in, like they left it in taxi cabs or whatever. And, you know, and, and what we even saw as a sneak peek of what's to come in this first episode is how, how your luck can change the based off of what taxi cab you get in 100%. or if you can even find one, right? Like we've seen people lose hours of their race and go from first to last and out of the game because they got in the wrong cab they went to the wrong direction they couldn't freaking drive themselves from point a to point b which i mean driving in a park yeah okay i cannot and i can also drive on the opposite side of the road there we go Um, but i need a good navigator because it's hard for me to navigate in a foreign country while i'm driving so i can figure it out i'm good yeah. Um, people also need to know that you don't have phones. You don't have your phones. You don't have your own money. You have money. You're given a specific allotment for cabs and are when you're allowed to drive them or take them. Um, so you're basing off of the kindness of strangers, which I think would be okay because bat your eyelashes, say you're on the amazing race. And like, I think people are willing to help you if you're willing. But I think also people aren't always the team I'm wondering sometimes like why aren't you asking all these strangers around you to point you in the right direction and that's what I wonder too like and maybe that's something we'll do an episode about that one time about the weird rules that you have to follow when you're on reality shows like this because I feel like sometimes we watch it as viewers and we're like 
you know, you're like yelling at the TV, like, why didn't you just do that? Like, why didn't you ask that person? They obviously live here or whatever it is. And I feel like there has to be weird rules around it. So it has to be. We'll kind of, yeah, we'll have to go into that into some future episodes. But for now, you want to wrap this one up? I think so. So you guys are going to need to help us name our podcast to let us know what you want to hear about. Um, what you like, don't like, what you love, what you want to learn more about with Amazing Race and who are your favorites? Like, what are you predicting for this season? Where are you hoping that they'll go? Where would you want to go if you were on this race? Oh, South Africa, take me to South Africa, take me to, um, South anywhere in Southeast Asia, Thailand, Vietnam. Yeah. I would love any of those places. I really want to go to Australia, New Zealand, um, Japan. I've loved every time they go to Japan. It's like I was born in Japan. So like, I love seeing Japan anyway. So we'll see. Thank you for watching court. I'm so excited to do this with you and the world is waiting for us. The world is waiting. Okay. Bye.